Hi everybody, I'm your hot with Scott Kellner and you are tuned in to Digital Mentorship. Digital Mentorship is a podcast designed to educate college juniors, seniors, and current professionals about career possibilities. If you can think about what you wanted to do when you were declaring a major or getting ready to graduate, is that anything close to what you ended up doing? Do you think somebody else getting ready to graduate has any idea that a job or career or your business even exists? The goal of this podcast is to help narrow the gap between what individuals think their career must be and what it could be. Disclaimer time. Scott Kellner works in the private wealth management industry, and it's possible investments or securities are talked about in this podcast. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be considered investment advice. Was the summer of the fall. And welcome to Digital Mentorship. I'm your hot with Scott Kellner. And today my guest is Dylan Brower. Dylan is currently a junior at Westminster College and he's a member of the Westminster men's lacrosse team. Uh, Dylan is excited about finance and I'm happy to have him on the show. Uh, Dylan, how are you? I'm doing pretty good. This is my uh, first podcast ever, so I'm pretty excited. You're pretty excited. Well, good. I, you know, I have a feeling you're going to be a natural. So don't, don't be too stressed out or anything like that. So a little background on Dylan. He grew up uh, in Hillsborough, Oregon, right? Which is a suburb of Portland. Uh, you are currently, yeah, like I said, a junior at Westminster and studying finance and data science. Um, and, you know, we can get a little bit into why did you choose uh, data science and finance as your field of study? Yeah, so I, I initially came in and um, I really didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know really what I wanted to study. Um, my Basically, my whole family is in education. Both my parents were teachers for over 30 years. I have grandparents who were teachers, aunts, uncles. So I didn't really have any family connections in, in business or in finance or anything. So I didn't really know anything about the business world. Um, but I got to Westminster as a freshman and I met a few guys, um, on the lacrosse team, specifically guys like Harrison Nye, Nate Wade, and Dylan Tour, who I really looked up yeah. to, who were all finance majors. And I basically just decided to declare a finance major because I really looked up to them. I was still basically unsure of, of if it was the right choice. Um, until this year when I started to get into some just upper level uh, courses and started to be challenged more and understanding what the field was actually about. But yeah, so that's specifically why um, I chose finance. And then this year I, I added the, the data science minor that Westminster offers. Um, uh, in high school, my favorite class was statistics. And yeah. then I got to college I took a statistics class and I learned some ways to analyze just a lot of data and it became kind of super interesting to me because I, I could kind of see what certain phenomena or analyze certain phenomena across different subjects. Um, mm. and, and funny story, I, uh, I saw this Reddit post um, about analyzing James Harden's performance with the variable of how good the, the strip clubs were in the city that he traveled to. And basically it was this big data science project around how significant, uh, if you know anything about the NBA or James Harden, you know that uh, it's, it's pretty known that he's, 
he he visits a lot of the strip clubs in the cities and and they were actually able to show like 21% of his performance could be attributed to the quality of strip clubs on any given night. So I just thought that was like super hilarious. And then I kind of learned the methods behind how they did that. And I was really interested in, um, in yeah, in the subject. And so, so essentially a Reddit post about strip clubs and James Harden cemented your decision as a data science minor. Uh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and uh, 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 there's huge applications within um, finance. Uh, finance and uh, sports analytics specifically. Then I was really, uh, I'm a big basketball fan. So I was really um, interested in, in what the data, like how data science was changing the game of basketball. And once I started to learn more about the field in general, I learned that it was um, cross-disciplinary so there's tons of areas that you can use data science um and i just thought it was super interesting um well that's that's great i i'm thank you for sharing that i kind of want to take a second just to back up so um you know one of the things i always like to do on this show is play this little game called two truths and a lie and so you told me that you've landed a backflip on skis you once were completely lost in the Southern Utah desert at night, which is very believable to me. Uh, not just because of, not because I know you and would think that you would do that, but just because I have also, I feel like have been lost in the Utah desert at night. Um, and lacrosse was not my first love of a sport. Um, let's see, you know, the, I, I, I think the Utah desert thing is true. Um, you're from Oregon. Um, so I don't, you know, I know you like to ski though, uh, but I'm going to say the landing and backflip on skis is a lie. Yeah, that is a yeah. lie. Yeah. I have, uh, <laughs> attempted about three or four backflips and under rotated on, on half of them and totally wiped out and then over rotated on some and landed on my back. I'm, I'm trying to get it down, but it's, uh, it's hard. I never grew up skiing that much. So right. yeah. Uh, what uh you got to go to like woodward or something man you got to go like are you doing this off of cliffs or are you doing them off of like kickers it's like kickers but i yeah i need some i need some help i need some in actual instructions <laughs> my friends say you need to go do <laughs> huck it man um well you know be careful be careful doing that stuff i don't think coach Kerwin would be very pleased if he knew uh you know if you got hurt um well so so going back to the data science part and what you're studying at Westminster, um, what kind of like tools are you guys using? Um, what do you think, um, like what's, what are, and what are some of the exciting things you see kind of like on the horizon of like data science? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, specifically in the classes that I've taken and the projects that I've done at Westminster, um, we the main programming language we use is R, which is specifically yeah. designed around statistics. And then I recently took a class in the fall um, where we learned uh, basically how to uh, build a super powerful model, a linear regression model, a uh, multiple linear regression model. And so I was able to do a final project on um, NBA player uh, salaries and based around uh, predicting it with key like performance metrics. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm just really excited to learn more about 
like the statistics, different statistics methods, and then um, applying those to different uh, fields and projects that I find really interesting. Well, I know, I think we kind of have a similar track or a similar path in that, you know, I'm also um, passionate about data and data science. I think, you know, right before we got on this podcast, I was having a team meeting uh, at my company and we were going over all of the Google analytics data for our website and trying to figure out, you know, what's working and what's not. And, um, and so, and, and aside from, aside from Google analytics, um, I've always loved doing things in Excel and, um, I'm also, uh, enjoy statistics and, um, but I guess what's, um, and I think one of the things that's interesting is, is when you think about whether or not you want to pursue a career in finance and apply some of these data science principles that you're learning or a career perhaps and working in the front office uh, for an MBA team? Like, do you ever think about, do you ever think about trying to do that? Yeah, that would be, that would be a dream uh, come true. I, I need to refine my, uh, I need to learn the programming language Python and um, get a little in, more into the statistics classes, but that would be a dream. Um, uh, another good thing. And another reason I picked up the data science emphasis was basically because um, if I go into finance and uh, maybe not really like the work that I'm doing, uh, data science kind of gives me like some of the quantitative skills to where I could apply or I can apply those skills to other fields like marketing or other health, uh, data science is big in healthcare and different things like that. So it kind of gives me um, some skills to where I can apply them to a variety of different fields. Right. And so let's let's talk about how you ended up at Westminster College. Was it just because of lacrosse? Yeah. So um, it was basically an, a uh, a dream of mine my whole life to play lacrosse in college. I um, had been playing since uh, fourth grade, um, and in high school, I had was working really hard to become a better and better player and um, eventually got an offer from Westminster after I visited and had a prospect camp, and I immediately took it. Um, looking back, it might not have been uh, the most rational decision. It was kind of a quick impulse, but I'm so <laughs> glad that I, I'm so glad that I ended up at Westminster. I was, I was basically gonna take the first offer that a college gave me, and I'm super fortunate that I ended up at Westminster. I actually didn't know that Utah had skiing until I came here. Oh, really? <laughs> no idea. And I, I had, like, I didn't really grow up skiing that much. I had no idea. I was just like, I want to play lacrosse in college. And I thought this, the school was affordable for me. It was cheaper for me to go to Westminster than it was to go to my in-state public school and I, I liked camping and stuff, and I, I knew Utah had a lot of outdoor activities, and then I learned about the skiing once I got here. Oh, that's and funny. So the, the whole package kind of made it, um, like, it made, it's, make, it's making it an awesome experience, so I'm very grateful to be here. What, um, talk a little bit about what it's like being a student athlete and trying to find that balance between school and sports. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely very difficult, especially when we get into the the meat of our schedule in the spring. Which is kind of like coming up here pretty soon. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm calling the games again. I can't wait. 
Yeah, it's it's coming up. We are very excited after a year of not playing a single game. We're actually going to Alabama this this weekend, but right. it is it is difficult being a student athlete just because, um, you know, I I'll be gone for four days this weekend. I I have a lot of homework that's building up and projects that I need to work on that's that are building up and um, getting that work done while. We are flying for two days and in hotels and we have film and then we have practice before or shoot around before the games and you're really focused fully on on the task at hand, which is the game, the you know, the sport you're playing. So it's definitely hard to balance it, but it's it's taught me a lot about time management and just some behavioral skills that help me be more productive and get the things that I need to do done outside of lacrosse. What do you, what do you do to manage your time? Do you have, do you make lists? Do you put stuff in your phone? Do you have like, I have a smart speaker uh, that I neglected to use today to remind me about our interview. Uh, what, what do, what do you do to manage your time better? Um, yeah. Calendaring is big, but I also basically before or every night uh, I, I set out, I have my notes section on my phone and I, I set out like the things that I need to do the next day, whether they're just like small administrative things that I just need to get done. I need to do this tiny little paperwork for turn it into our athletic director or anything like that. So I, I basically try to chunk out my day where I can have like a checklist. Um, that's helped me a lot. I've started doing that this year, but um, also just kind of like, having more of a plan going into every day and saying, I'm going to, I'm going to set out this amount of time to do, to do homework and I'm, I'm really going to get after it. So then I can relax later in the day and I don't have to think about anything else besides being on the practice field has been also something that's really helped me. I think uh, for people that watch this show, um, they're going to be like, when is this guy going to finish this book? But I'm reading this book by Jay Shetty <laughs> called How to Think Like a Monk. And one of the things that he talks about is, um, is sleep and how to have a productive day. And that really, you know, if you wake up in the morning, you wake up late, you're looking at your phone right away, all of that is just going to create a lot of anxiety and stress. And you're going to carry that throughout your entire day. And so he's a big advocate of not only waking up earlier, but starting your day the night before and making sure you plan or, you know, just get going to bed earlier and planning a little bit like what you're like what you're talking about. So, yeah, that, um, that anxiety uh, kind of builds a little bit of that procrastination. I think like having or worrying about those things kind of mentally you, you kind of put it away instead of like actually addressing the things. And once you're able to manage um, work in a better way. Life becomes less stressful and more fun. Yeah. And more fun. Well, um, so I guess, you know, this is kind of an interesting show or a little bit of a different show because most of the people that I've had on the show, um, have graduated already and you're still in school. Um, so I wanted to maybe just ask you what are like three things that you're afraid of, um, looking forward towards the future? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, um, honestly, I'm I'm afraid that I've become less afraid of this uh, this year, but I'm afraid my work isn't going to be super fulfilling, um, and I'm afraid 
don't know when going out into the job market and um, I'm somewhat in the job market right now just because I'm trying to find some good internships for the summer but um, it is it is it is kind of scary in terms of putting yourself out there and applying to a bunch of different internships reaching for the stars and maybe getting some rejections here or there so that is that is also a little scary I'm trying to think of a third one I don't know if I can think of a third one. I'll, I, I might sit on it. And you can email maybe, me. Yeah, you yeah. can email me later. With the, I'll put it in the show notes or something. Um, and well, no, that's great. And I think it's important for people to understand. And you know, I kind of like mentioned this to you uh, in kind of like our pre our pre show call uh, that basically everybody that I've had on the show so far has kind of had this message. Uh, you know, that don't worry so much about what's going to happen after college, everything's going to work out. And then but you're kind of like, you're still on the other side of that advice, where you're like, okay, yeah, that's, that's great that you're telling me that, but I don't know if I believe you. And um, so I think, I think, uh, you know, it's important for to hear the other, the other perspective or to hear, um, to hear from people that are still on the other side of that advice that, yeah, um, you know, what you're afraid of, and, and what you're worried about. Um, so one of the things that I wanted to ask you about that, um, you know, so I've had you, now I've had you, uh, Weston Lackey and Harrison Nye, um, all Westminster alumni, all three of you have been part of this university valuation group. And yes. which, which the, my other two guests have both spoken so highly of. And one of the things that I always encourage people to do, and it was the same, I think, similar advice that Weston gave, is to participate in things outside of the classroom. Um, so maybe just talk about your experience with the University Evaluation Group and, and what it is. Yeah, so I recently joined um, University Evaluation Group. It's a, uh, a student-led group headed by... Uh, Richard Haskell, um, uh, and basically we are performing some valuations for smaller uh, Salt Lake City uh, businesses that are part of the Goldman 10,000 Small Business Program. Uh, the, the businesses span all different industries, um, and it's it's uh, we're working with the businesses, um, collecting financial data, and then um, building some valuation models and then uh, the companies have requested the valuations just for like a variety of different reasons. Um, uh, you know, a few people just want to get a picture of how their firm stacks up against uh, other businesses within the industry. Um, other companies are trying to sell um, some equity or sell the whole business. So it's, it's interesting. I, I really enjoy working with entrepreneurs and, um, it's exciting because the businesses are really exciting and the people are super motivated and um, yeah, it's, it's a great experience overall. I'm, I'm about two months into it. So I'm, I'm excited for probably going to do it next year as well. But it, like you said, it is, it is really important, I think, to be part of those clubs or extracurricular things to build the skills outside of just the classroom, some things to, to actually put on your resume that are solid. That's something that I've really tried to focus on this year. And I, th I think, you know, part of the, 
um, Weston, Weston's show just came out today, so I don't blame you for not watching it yet. I know you're an avid fan, uh, but one of the things that Weston says and that, um, you know, I agree with, and it's been my real life experience, is that um, you're going to make connections in those, in your classes. You're going to make connections with your professors. You're going to make connections with, uh, you know, your peers at the university evaluation group. And you never know when one of those people is going to be sitting on the other side of the table during a job interview. I have got every, I have received every job, not every job, but most of my success in my career has been because of someone that I know from uh, school. Um, my first job was through a connection that I had in a project that we did outside of the classroom together. Um, my, when I moved from Morgan Stanley to Albion, um, you know, that was an introduction that somebody, my manager at Morgan Stanley made an introduction for me to somebody at Albion. Um, and so I think just focusing on, on the work, but then focus on the relationships too. Um, is very important. Um, okay, so, you know, I'm trying this new thing uh, where we're going to play, um, you know, overrated and underrated with Dylan Brower. Cue the music. Okay, are you All ready? Right, let's go. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to put in some music when I say that. Um, so, uh, uh, so this is supposed to be kind of like rapid fire. If you want to comment on one, feel free to do so. This list was randomly generated with some, uh, some, some tidbits, some personal tidbits, um, thrown in. So, uh, the first one is toilets. Underrated. <laughs> Sunglasses. Overrated. Uh, 90s hip hop. Underrated. Uh, lacrosse. Underrated. Internships. Underrated. Data science. Underrated. Underrated. Uh, diet soda. Far uh, overrated. Overrated, really. I love, dude, I crush Diet Coke like it's water. I'm going to get kidney stones if I'm not careful. Yeah, uh, so unhealthy. <laughs> uh, I'm a generation that only drinks water. Right. And, uh, well, you know, wait until you turn 30, then you'll start crushing Diet Coke. Uh, liberal, liberal arts education. Underrated. Underrated. Why, why do you say that? I say it's underrated. Um, it's not for everyone, but, uh, a lot of the classes that I've taken have really promoted critical thinking and it's not about just memorizing material and regurgitating. It's really about, um, thinking about, uh, you know, ideas, analyzing ideas, critiquing ideas. So I would say overall, it teaches you how to critical think if you really engage and you really want to learn that. That was a great answer. Bitcoin. Um, underrated. Underrated. Uh, YouTube. Uh, underrated. Uh, TikTok. Are you on TikTok? Overrated. Uh, overrated. No, I love TikTok. Uh, <laughs> you got to follow me on TikTok, dude. Uh, NFTs. What is uh, what is an NFT? Non-fungible tokens. It's all right. Skip. Uh, Tesla. Um, underrated. Underrated. Why do you say that? I just think it's a great company, and I think they're going to have a lot of... Uh, I mean, with especially with um, regulations like California is going to have in the future of only electric cars, none, no combustion engines. I think the market is only growing and 
they're going to become a better and more efficient and profitable business. I think so too. Um, Katy Perry. Overrated. Um, overrated. Yeah, Katy Perry. Only a few good songs. Uh, uh, chicken tenders. Underrated. Underrated. <laughs> Raising Cane's is the best chicken tenders. Where is that? What is it? It's, it's like a southern southern food. On all of our trips, we usually go to Raising Cane's. And, and it's actually in California, too. But oh, Raising far Cane's. better than Chick-fil-A. Okay, I'll have to look that up. Um, uh, dogs? Underrated. Cats? Uh. Overrated. Portland Trailblazers? Ooh, ooh. Right now, I'm going <laughs> to say underrated just because CJ McCollum, Nurkic, and Collins are all out. Those are two of their best players and one rotational player. So once they get them back, I think I think they could make a push for um, Western Conference Finals. Uh, Damian Lillard's rapping career. Underrated. Underrated. I think, some, I think he's got some great bars. I think he puts out clean music. <laughs> for kids to listen to I, I mean there's nothing wrong he has three albums like yeah the guy's prolific yeah I've, i'm also a dame dollar fan so all yeah. right well hey that was a pretty good episode of overrated and underrated with dylan brower dylan great great job um, thank you i appreciate do you want, it do you want to comment on any of those uh, after the thing no i think i'll let him i'll let him stay like I'll let I said. Him stay. okay very good well um, so I wanted to go back to something you said before about being afraid of, you know, your work or your career not being fulfilling. What do you think fulfill, you know, having a fulfilling career would look like to you or what do you think it would feel like? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think generally, um, the work that most likely that I will be doing, I want it to have. Um, specifically like within finance, some positive impact on um, like, like I recently applied to um, the Utah retirement systems uh, analyst internship. And I'm really excited. Hopefully I'll get an interview uh, just because my parents are both public employees of Oregon and they benefit from um, the pension and and the retirement systems in Oregon. And I, I kind of want to give back and be able to uh, use my knowledge to help public employees in Utah. So something where I can use my um, finance knowledge and data science skills to uh, produce better outcomes for, for people and communities that I actually care about. I think that's, um, I think that's great. It's, it's important to find um, you know, a way to, I think, give back. And if you can have a career where you feel like you're doing that, um, I think is super important. I know, I know I feel that way about where I work in terms of, um, you know, we get emails or we get notes about um, kind of like client success stories. And those are always like very meaningful and very touching to me when we help people achieve their goals. And that's, I think, a cool thing about um, finance and private wealth management is um, how personal it can be um, you know, you have people that are opening up their entire lives to you and trusting you implicitly and yeah. telling you things that they might not tell, you know, anybody else. Um, and so I think that's a super neat thing about, about my business. And, um, you know, so what are you doing in terms of, um, 
you know, mentorship or networking? Um, how are you trying to build your, I mean, it's kind of probably a little bit challenging that you're not from here. You're, you're obviously from Oregon. How are you going about building a network? Yeah, so I would say my mentor in terms of navigating finance, um, Harrison Nye has been super helpful to me. He was uh, two years older than me. He's in the MSF program at the U. Um, he, he basically just helps me uh, navigate the space, um, like how to make connections, things like that. So uh, what I've been specifically doing, um, just reaching out to a lot of different people and firms that I have researched and been super interested. I've had a few talks with um, people are actually a lot more willing to give you their time and talk to you about their career and their position and um, what they like about it, what they don't like about it than I thought. And so I, I've been reaching out to a lot of different people um, within VC, PE, um, um, data science, a bunch of different fields just to kind of get an idea of what they do on a day-to-day -day basis, what their firm culture is like, things like that. And just so I can kind of uh, speak to some of the things that their firm might um, value or things like that. So it's been a good experience. I've had a lot of good talks with um, people that I have never met before uh, that I've just asked, Hey, like, can I, can I have 20 minutes of your time to ask you some questions about your career? So I think that's really cool. Um, uh, not, you know, not everyone responds and that's, that's fine, but just reaching out to lots of different people and kind of getting an idea about the industry. Um, I've been kind of uh, pleasantly surprised at how well it's gone. What, um, uh, what are some of the things that you feel like you've learned about or some of the industries that you've learned about so far that you're really excited about? You don't have to necessarily name names, um, but just have you learned anything that you're excited about through, through, that, through that process? Yeah, I, I primarily have learned just what the different roles do. Like I had no idea what an analyst was or what an associate was or what specific responsibilities or duties were associated with those positions at in different industries so honestly the the most enlightening thing has been just how the firms work in general and how like what how people grow their careers and and things like that that i had no idea and they don't really teach you in a classroom about like this is how like corporate culture works or this is like the levels of, of the companies or things like that. I had a little technical difficulty. Thanks for calling me, Bob. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, cut off the audio to my headphones. So I totally didn't hear what Dylan said. Um, anyway, so we're back. And um, sorry about that, Dylan. But you were talking about um, how you've learned about the different roles uh, between analysts and associates and kind of like what the different positions do. And I agree with you that I think that is something that is kind of hard to understand, um, even for somebody that's been working in finance now for almost 10 years. Um, and I think the landscape is always changing so much. I mean, there's the, um, you know, one of the big things that I think is happening in, in my business, in the private wealth management business, is this kind of like shift from um, selling products to 
um, financial planning and and kind of more instead of earning commissions um, in fees per transaction or per uh, service, you're you're earning a recurring you know recurring revenue as a percentage of assets and one of the big things that just happened recently was um goldman sachs bought this company called united capital which is uh which is a direct competitor to albion and they are starting to get into the private wealth management or the um kind of the uh the personal individual uh retirement planning business which is what i would say albion is and um and and just it's it's hard to there's so much changing all the time i think in every different little niche you know in finance um you know that that it's hard to it's definitely hard to keep up so i think it's a great idea to keep reaching out to people and trying to learn about the different roles at different companies um so i guess you know talking about your parents being teachers um were they ever your teachers like did they were you ever in a class of theirs Growing up? Yeah, so my uh, mom was a principal actually of an elementary school that fed into the middle school that I went to. So mm. I had tons of friends who were like, oh, you're Mrs. Brower's son. And so <laughs> that was interesting. Um, and then uh, uh, in high school, my dad taught uh, metal shops. So like machining, welding, um, fabrication, things like that. Um, so I actually took his class for um, took his class for a semester, and funny thing, I am not mechanical at all. Like he can fix anything. He he can yeah, like you name it, he can fix it. Cars, four wheelers, whatever. And I can barely change a tire on a car. So um, it's kind of interesting. The apple fell pretty far from the tree uh, in terms of that. But yeah. What do you think um, are some of the like important things that maybe your parents taught you that you're planning on like carrying with you um, as you get older? Like for instance, um, one of the ones that my, which I'm, I haven't been very great at lately. One of the ones that my stepdad taught me was to just slow down and do it right the first time um, was something big that I feel like he taught me. Um, do you feel like your parents taught you, you know, do you have anything like that, that your parents taught you? Yeah. One thing that, um, they actually like really valued when I was growing up was specifically, you know, um, if your parents are teachers, they're obviously going to value your grades in school, which was true, but they actually valued like what I was learning a lot more than what like the end grade was. Um, and, and it kind of built like this an intellectual curiosity inside me to where I, I was conscious of like, do I actually understand the material that the teacher is talking about? Do I actually understand, you know, what, like what the class is about? And so one of the things that I am very grateful for them about was not really focusing on grades, but focusing more on, um, uh, kind of like the growth mindset versus fixed mindset focusing on like how you're improving the skills and knowledge that you're gaining and actually focusing on the learning. So I'm, I'm excited to hopefully be able to take that into a career to where I can constantly be learning and like challenging myself. Um, and that's something I'm really grateful for that they instilled in me. And I think that's uh, a great response. I feel like sometimes 
um, that's good. I think that your parents did that for you. Um, I, my personal experience was like, I don't really feel like I kind of like hit that or got to that place until I was in college. Um, until like kind of like the, the learn to love learning thing. I talk about that with Harrison. I don't really feel like I got to experience that until I was in college. Um, so that's great that they, they helped you understand that when you were younger. Um, do you think student athletes are better in business, better at business than, than non-student athletes? Hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I don't have a lot of experience or data to pull from, but just because um, you're almost expected to have excellent behavioral skills if you're a student athlete in terms of um, time management and just being on top of things, I, I, would, I would assume so, and that this is what I've heard, but I haven't actually worked with, with you know, out side of college with many student athletes besides you know the ones that i play with uh, i was kind of like leading you into what my next question is which is kind of like my main question is what do you think you've learned from playing lacrosse or from just being a student athlete that's going to help you in business i mean i know you said kind of like the time the time management thing but like what else do you think you've learned yeah uh i would say perseverance is big um yeah. Uh, there's a lot of challenges that I've had in terms of, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like I'm the, the smartest guy or the most gifted in terms of um, just getting like complex concepts really quickly, but um, persevering and, and like believing in yourself and, and kind of that, like, like I will get this if I just work hard and put my time towards it. Um, that, that perseverance is something that, um, I've, I've kind of learned through playing college athletics and even in, in high school playing sports too. Um, uh, like just kind of overall work ethic and uh, perseverance, I would say. That's um, I think that's, those are important things. I, I'll, I, uh, man, running wind sprints, like just like running sprints all the time. I feel like, and you just like, you want, you don't want to run anymore. You're, you're tired. You're super tired. And they're just like, get on the line. You know, you don't have a choice. What are you going to do? Not yeah. do it. Uh, so you I just realize like, you realize that it's, it's you, the things that you tell yourself when you're doing it, like, Oh, this sucks. Oh, I can't do that. That's like, you're just putting limits on yourself and, and like changing your mindset can do drastic things to improve performance not only like on the field if you're an athlete but just i think in general like learning like uh, and the material that you're studying the material that you're working with um yeah uh, i always just used to be like okay like a third of the way there or we're halfway there yeah. three, you know, just like oh, one down nine to go kind of like it's like you try to just be half glass full i guess yeah that's kind of how i how, how i tried to think about that kind of stuff um well Dylan, this has been super great so we'll kind of like wrap up the show what do you think um you know if you were going to give advice to yourself uh, like when you were thinking about going to Westminster College or, you know, trying to uh, just pick, pick a major or even maybe just advice to yourself um, right now as you think about starting your career, uh, what, do you, what do you think you would say? Um, 
I think I would say to my my freshman year self, I I wasn't generally super happy with the the classes I was taking, the the lower level business classes, and it's just mostly a uh, a function of having to take those classes. But I, I would say I was really um, felt most fulfilled and and happy when I was challenging myself and taking a difficult classes and and like I was talking about persevering through. Um, times where I didn't understand the material or were super frustrated. So I would say challenging myself um, uh, intellectually is probably advice that is going to help me in the future and would help my freshman year self. Right on. Well, I think I think that's good advice. Challenging yourself intellectually is always is always a good thing. And with a minor in data science, I'm sure you have plenty of challenges ahead of you. No doubt about it. And uh, well, hey, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you so much for for coming on the show. Um, good luck in Alabama this weekend. I'll make sure to you. you know watch the you know watch the feeds and see how you guys are doing. And um, I'm looking forward to, I'll see you on the field whenever the first, I know the first home game is what, uh, the first week of April, I think. Yeah, yeah. Is when the first home games are. So I'll be there for those. Yeah, um, but, well, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. Right on. Thanks, Dylan. I want to say a special thank you to Dylan Brower for coming on the show. I appreciate him taking the time out of his busy student-athlete schedule to talk with us about what it is like to study business and getting ready to enter the job market in the year 2021. We talk about how he found himself at Westminster College and some of his parents' lifelong lessons from when he was a kid. We also had a very successful game of overrated and underrated, and continuing to push himself intellectually is the advice he would give his former self. I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode of Digital Mentorship. If you have anybody who is considering a finance or data science career, please share this episode with them. And of course, feel free to reach out to Dylan or me if you have any questions. I'm your host, Scott Kellner, and we'll see you next time on Digital Mentorship.